What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode seven of season four. I'm your host, Kurt Field. And it is your boy, Super Sports Superstar Bruno. Kurt, we were just talking about this before we came on air. There is an abundance of sports on, even this literal second. We have reached the wild, fun, crazy, um, ridiculous part of the calendar year Mm -hmm. where we have the four major sports going on. Tomorrow, NBA, back. Right now, NHL, back. back. We have Monday Night Football on, and what am I? The baseball playoffs, which are oh, maybe half. on. <laughs> maybe well, on. <laughs> well, Bradfield weather casts a spell over the Bronx yes, and is not allowing Game 5 to play at the moment. So we will, TBD. I think the Guardians should just win for having to be in New York. Brad likes Tito Francona, therefore Done. the Guardians should win. Done. I think that's pretty fair. I don't think anyone would be mad about that. I wouldn't be mad about it. Yes, definitely not. And Kurt, uh, I think... Obviously, this is one of the things that you mentioned, but let's not overlook. Yes, we are a Patriots podcast, but Celtic Sixers tomorrow night. Let's motherfucking go. That is hype. Okay, so realistically, what are your expectations for the 2022-2023 Boston Celtics? So realistically, right? Obviously, That is what I said. I I don't know. I didn't. I had to collect myself a little trick in the in the trade biz. You mm-hmm. just rephrase something they say while you gather your thoughts, and I'm oh, doing it even right stall. now because I'm still stalling. Okay. So you know, like I'm just that. showing all the trick tips, tricks right here. Is that like uh, what you say? Like, what did you say? But you already yeah, know what they said. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Or you're just being a dick. One of the two things. Like, I, <laughs> well, Jim, Lachim. So obviously, obviously losing a coach, not good. Um, it's good that the guy that's replacing him has been there, so he doesn't have to like form relationships with, with players. He already has them, right? Um, hopefully not relationships with anybody else on the team, if you know what I mean. Um, oh, God. We have mostly a lot of the same players, and obviously adding in Malcolm Brogdon was huge. We obviously had some injuries. It's always going to depend on how Rob Williams does, because yeah. Rob Williams does, because he's out, what, six to eight weeks with his knee stuff, so hopefully he can come back healthy. Kurt, I was more down on this right when Ime was relieved of his duties. I was like, oh, this is going to ruin shit, whatever. Since then, Kurt, I've been building up we're, we've headed from six to midnight in a linear path to mm. the point where I'm saying like we're still good players. Like the team itself hasn't necessarily changed. And all I heard from the off season was Jason Tatum wants to win. It's less about that he's like cutting down turnovers. He wants to win. Jalen Brown obviously wants to win. Listen, winners win, Kurt. That's some analysis. And winners would that is correct. So winners. I said a bunch of stuff. Let me be a man and address your thing because you asked me straight up and I didn't say anything specifically right there, which is another tip of the trick. You just start talking and they forget what they asked you. Um, <laughs> I think honestly, like. I think our season season should start in the conference finals, and we go from there. You know the Patriots back in the day? Yeah. It was always like our season starts in the AFC Championship game. Yeah. I think our season starts in the conference finals. And if we don't make the conference finals, 
I guess, you know, obviously if like Tatum's out for the year or something crazy right. like that, whatever. But like if it's if it's our team is healthy and nothing crazy happened, massive disappointment. Yeah, if the if the Boston Celtics, a healthy Boston Celtics team does not make the uh the conference finals, that's a disappointing season. Right. Um here's what I will say. Yep. I from watching the Celtics preseason games this year, they are very much just like last year's team. They will shoot a shit ton of threes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they will turn the ball over a lot, and no lead in the fourth quarter is no, safe. It's not safe. <laughs> but I mean, hey, that that ended up being okay last year. Got yeah. him okay. I mean, obviously they didn't win the whole damn right. thing. But I, you know, I saw Kevin Garnett had something the other day. He didn't even have Boston in the top five teams in the East. I'm like, what are we doing in the East? In the East. All right. I he mean, had the Cavaliers higher than them. Okay. I'm like, okay, sir, okay. big ticket. Let me, uh, let me, let me talk to you for a second. Pal. He, he better click it or ticket. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> um, I mean, Kurt, you, you know, obviously some teams got better and stuff. And sure, the formula of mad threes, mad turnovers is probably going to apply. But, Kurt, all we have to do is cut the shit a little bit out of that 20, 23 and 24 start we had last year. Yep. And then even if we don't continuously replicate replicate or completely replicate the like end of the year when we were like the best record by far in the second half of the season, if we can just bounce that out a little bit more, I think we're going to be good. And honestly... I'm even this confident to say, like, I'm not even sitting here saying we need the number one seed. Right. I think we could probably win yeah. a series against some of the top teams if we don't have home court advantage. Sure. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. And here's one more thing, too, Bruno, and it's not NBA-related, okay? Um, even though the Celtics are going to win the title. Facts. It's hilarious, too, because the Bruins are going 82-0. and Yeah, they're a wagon. <laughs> they are a wagon, okay? Um, the, they are currently uh, in their third game this season. They're playing the Florida Panthers. Uh, who were pretty good last year. I think they either won the President's Cup or like they were going to win and then fell off at the end of the season. Well, it's currently 4-1 Bruins. Oh, 4-2. It, four, okay, awesome. But we're still winning. 4-2 Bruins, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the Boston Bruins are moving to 3-0 after they wiped the floor with the Panthers. Thank you, Bruno, for knocking. Um, and this is all without Brad Marchand and uh, Krug? No, nope, he's not a who, – who am I thinking of? Uh, it's Krug. Krug's out. I, yeah, I think Tori so. yeah, Krug yeah. is out. Um, big, big hockey guys here. <laughs> I mean, we are, I but, but f- not. Specific, we got to brush up on the specifics. I need I a little refresher. McAvoy. Krug is a Krug left the Bruins. It's McAvoy. Yeah. Uh, Charlie McAvoy. Um, but the but it, that's two of your best players. I'm no I'm no scientist. I'm eighty-two no and expert, o. Kurt. But eighty-two no literally confirmed. I wonder why. I sometimes like think to myself as I'm listening to these podcasts back. Why are they so long? <laughs> well, 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 this is why it's been seven minutes and we have not touched a football. <laughs> well, sounds good. It's like the old recipe to beat the Patriots. Yeah. Keep Tom Brady yep, on the sideline. All right. Be, we got to be wary of the pass rush. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we do. Um, Bruno, uh, let's, let's, let's talk about a couple teams. I wish weren't on the field to kick things off. Okay. Starting Thursday night football. If you thought last, okay. Back to week five. If you thought week five Thursday night's football game between the Colts and the Broncos was bad, <laughs> let me Yeesh. present you the Commanders and the Bears in week six. Holy hell, Bruno, this was bad. Washington did get the 12 to 7 win. 12, 12 7. To 7. Huh? That's a high baseball score. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, in large part, thanks to Brian Robinson's touchdown run. Look, Bruno, the man was shot twice in the leg this offseason. Uh, and he's out here scoring touchdowns now. The highlight of the game for the came out to many men by fifty cent. Shut up, dude. That, I mean, that's just <laughs> that, you got. Yeah, you got some big nuts yeah. <laughs> to do that. Um, however, in this game, it did come down to the final play of the game. Fourth and goal from the five. Okay, 
Justin Fields dropped back, threw a pass to Darnell Mooney, who's been very good this year, one of the bright yep. spots for the Bears. He was he caught the ball, but like couldn't secure possession. He caught it like right at the goal line. But by the time he secured possession of it, he was back by the one yard line. What I just say? It was fourth down. Mm. Bruno, if you don't get if you don't get it on fourth down, <clears throat> you ain't getting it. You ain't getting it. All right. That's just that's just simple that's math. Just facts. Um so he stuffed the one yard line. Uh, just a terrible, terrible game for the Bears. Justin Fields is hurting pretty badly. Something to monitor as the Bears head to Foxborough next week. Also, Carson Wentz surgery on his ring finger today, out for probably six weeks. Might not be a terrible thing. Might not be, t- especially for anyone who potentially has Curtis Samuel, uh, Scary Terry, and other ride receivers in fantasy on the Commanders. Taylor hmm. Heineke, he's a wild card. He, <laughs> let him, let the boy play. Let them, bo- let them boys play. Yeah, I, we need better Thursday night games. This is getting literally, bad. This is yeah, getting bad. Literally. Oh, uh, shout out in a month. Thanksgiving, Patriots, Vikings, Thursday night. Oh, thank God. Yes, One month. Mm, yeah, five weeks. Yeah, I can't do math, but I, that's some unit of time that's not right now. That's what we think it. Oh. <laughs> Get going. Let's <laughs> Get move along. Let's move along. Um... In the next game, Kurt, Kyle Shanahan, coach of the 49ers, returns to Atlanta to play his former team, the Falcons. And like many of the positive memories he has in Atlanta. So got, many good ones. <laughs> he got yet another positive memory this week as the Falcons uh, kind of beat his ass 28 to 14. Uh, uh, Kurt, again, not a crazy, you know, not a ton of noteworthy stuff for this game. You know, Marcus Mariota continues to play solid. He threw for three touchdowns. One of them finally to Kyle Pitts, who it's feel it's been like we've had to literally beg and pray yeah, for thank, Kyle Pitts to, thank you. to score a touchdown. Um, and he ran for another one. And their defense had another uh, fumble, scoop, and score. So again, the Falcons doing the doing what they had to do to get the win. Which honestly, they've had like kind of a frisky season, as they like to say. Oh, um, yeah, I think they, they were without uh, Corduroy the boy. So yeah, Corduroy's out for a little bit. Here. Yeah, but again, if they're finding wins without him, that's even more impressive. So good for the Falcons. Again, low key. We'll talk about this later on. But like the NFC South. I'm just saying the division, as it stands right now, not taking into account previous history or pedigree of those quarterbacks and stuff. Sure. Kind of wide open. So good for the Cowboys. I mean, sorry, good for the Cowboys. Good for the Falcons. I don't know why I said I'm like the NFC South. Nice. (laughs) That's not what I said. They're winning it. Um, I will say for the 49ers, the thing you just take away is that they're just so injured. And why do do I feel like we say this every year? Like the 49ers every year, I'm always like, well, they would be really good if they didn't have 10,000 injuries. Correct. I mean, they are cursed. They got to just figure that out because it's like, you know, what (laughs) what point can they just like stay healthy and play well like, the falcons i mean you they're three and three right now <laughs> you think back to um last no yeah two weeks ago when they beat the when the buccaneers beat them because that ridiculous roughing the passer penalty right. on brady right if that game goes different the falcons are in first place listen the frisky falcons the fr- the f the ffs <laughs> they better not forfeit yeah, no we don't do that <laughs> What is it? This Monday night game is drunk. Sorry, guys. My ADHD. The Bruins are on. Did they just score again? Um, I didn't. I, you know, Kurt. Bruins I, are on. Too, too much Monday night football is right on. Now. I'm trying to read this stupid oh, script. No, the power play for the Panthers. Timeout. Okay. What? My ADHD. My ADHD. My undiagnosed ADHD. Bruno, one other thing, too, yeah. uh, about this Monday night game. Chargers defense sucks. We'll get there. We'll talk about this at the end, but boy, boy not Wolf. good. They, this is the fucking Broncos led by Nathaniel Hackett out here carving up the, the Chargers secondary. Let's ride. Let Figure it out. Oh, my God. If I hear let's ride one more time, I'm going to ride. Broncos country. Oh, my God. Gag me. Bruno, speaking of gagging me, and relax with that. With, uh, sorry, <laughs> okay, Kurt just looked at me. I'm not going to take the bait. Yep, don't, don't do that. Uh, I'm sick of doing recaps that include the New York Jets and me having to admit that they are a decent. Nope. Um, they were decent last week. 
a good wow, football the team. G-word. The G word. I don't use that word often. Wow. Especially with this team. Yeah. Uh, but they are a good football team. Bruno, they beat the Packers this week, twenty-seven to ten, and it's you have to just respect them. You don't have to think they're fantastic, but you have to respect them. Yeah. They're not a team that you see on the schedule now. It's like, oh, we don't win. like the JV team can show up yep. and they'll be all right. Um, they're three and zero since the return of Zach Wilson, and they're playing great defensively. They're pretty young on defense. Sauce Gardner has that secondary looking good. He's a little saucy back there. A little return of the Revis. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. I would – no, I don't want that. Yeah. Um, now, I will say this, okay? They are doing it offensively as well, and they're doing it behind two running backs, one specifically in Brees Hall. The rookie running back is having a tremendous start to the season. Michael Carter has been a good – he was a starter – it seems like it's now transitioned more to Brees Hall, but that's a good one to punch for them in the in in the uh, in the backfield. Now I will say this: they're sitting at four and two. It is going to get a lot tougher for them now coming up though, because sure. five of the next seven games, okay, include two against the Patriots, two against the Bills, and one against the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Okay, those I mean, you have four division games against two. One very good team and one team is fighting right there alongside the Jets. Yeah, the Bills. Yes. <laughs> yes. You knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. Uh, and then a, a good Vikings team. So, um, you know, it's a good thing they started 4-2 and two if yep. they want to compete because it's about to get a little bit tougher for them. Now, on the other hand, Aaron Rodgers, man, those Packers don't look very good they this year. Rodgers injured his thumb uh, last week. He just couldn't get the offense in sync this week. And um, it just kind of appears that there are problems out in Cheeseland. Yeah. And I... I don't even know if it's like the loss of Devontae Adams. I just, they look like a, they just, they don't look like there's much team chemistry out there. No. It doesn't look like you know, the, the Packers of old, you know? Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. And again, you had Aaron Rodgers basically going, talking to the media, being like, we need to simplify things here. Anytime you're just out there talking about how things are too complicated, especially for Aaron Rodgers, who's been there, done that, knows a lot of different systems. And especially with some wide receivers, who I'm sure he's already trying to make it as simple as possible. That's tough. I'm, I'm a simple guy, Kurt, so I respect him saying, let's make you it do. simple. Uh, they just got to make it a S-I-M-B-L-E, simple as can be. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah. Florida Georgia line, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, shocking that the Jets are good and shocking that the Packers are this bad. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Kurt, in another shock of this week, uh, you and I, mm-hmm. it's a kid show. I'm mm-hmm. just going to throw that out there. Yep. Uh, whoever needs to edit this, sponsor-wise, can edit this. But, Kurt, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Sure. We were looking forward to jagging off this week. We, I was ready to jag off. I think, if I'm not mistaken, on the pick six, we wanted to jag off. I waited all week to jag off. It, it's not waiting all day for Sunday night. It's waiting all week to jag off. That's, I mean, <laughs> and they didn't let <laughs> They did not. We're, we're edging. Kurt, that's oh, what we're Jesus doing. Jesus Christ. Kurt, that just means we're living on the edge. That's I'm on all. the edge. I'm on the edge of glory. <laughs> I'm on the edge. <laughs> that's, all, that's all that means, Kurt. Because... The fucking goddamn Jacks, Kurt. They literally, we got so tricked. They beat the shit out of the injured Chargers, thirty-eight to ten that week. That was like three weeks ago or whatever that was. And we were like, "Damn, the Jaguars are good." Uh, watch your mouth. They're still finishing in second place. Okay, okay, fair, fair. You have that prediction. But Kurt, I've picked them every week with such confidence that has certainly not been rewarded in the slightest. They are on a three-game losing streak. So, oh, Fuck. Um, speaking of Florida teams pissing us off. Uh, yeah, the the Jags, again, they let Matt Ryan, who has looked like an absolute buffoon all year, they let him, Kurt, listen to this stat line from Matt Ryan, 389 yards, three touchdowns, no sacks, and no turnovers. That's just, yeah. How many from Matt pa- Ryan? 
do you? It's, he had a ridiculous amount of passing. Yeah, he threw. I was gonna get to there. He threw yeah. it fifty-eight times. Escape oh, card. Jesus. Frank Reich after Friendly. the game was like, he was hot, so we rode the hot hand. It's like, huh. well, he's also Matt Ryan. He, remember who that man is. <laughs> yeah. okay? Shades of the Jets asking Joe Flacco to sure. throw it like eighty times in week two or whatever that yeah. was. Um, so again, like good for the Colts. I mean, they had Jonathan Taylor out. They had Naheem Hines out. You know, they haven't really looked that great, and they got a good key divisional win for them, I guess. Um, I will say it was kind of, you know, the Colts definitely earned this game. Trevor Lawrence and the Jags were up early. They then scored a touchdown with two minutes left to go up by one. Um, and then Matty Ice led them on a, a comeback drive, which you keep, we keep seeing these stats, Kurt. I don't know if you see them. He, like, is kind of low-key up there with, like, a lot of statistical categories. Yeah. He gets overshadowed by, like, he was overshadowed by Drew Brees. Um, yep. When he was in that division on the Falcons for a while, long time because Drew Brees has been playing forever. He's also o- always been overshadowed by Brady and such. But like Matt Ryan, Loki up there, he's a ton of comeback wins. And he just passed Marino for, I think, seventh place all time for passing yards. So good for him. Yeah. Um, but Kurt, the only thing left to say for this game is like, we need to jag off. You just can't, you can't keep it in. You can't hold it in for too long. Much like the Bruins can't be the team that didn't score the last for long because the Panthers scored two seconds ago and then the Bruins just answered. Empty netter, baby. Let's go. Was that all for you, Ed? Uh, yeah, I jacked off. Okay. <laughs> People say you are pretty quick. You know oh, what I'm saying? Kurt, that was long. Hey, Come you know, on, that was like two whole minutes, Kurt. <laughs> two pumps with a two-inch two grinch. Two bump jump. Two-inch <laughs> grinch. I have a grinch. Jesus. Well, you don't like the C word. And neither it's true. The grinch. It's true. God, we are off the rails. Um, Bruno, are we? You know who's been off the rails the last three Ooh. weeks? Ooh, tell me. The Miami Dolphins. Okay. See. Bruno, uh, Dalvin Cook rushed for a 53-yard little insurance. People forget, Connecticut, insurance capital of the world, Hartford. Uh, a little insurance touchdown in the fourth quarter as the Vikings held on to beat the injury-riddled Miami Dolphins 24-16 yes, on Sunday. Bruno, after Skylar Thompson was injured, I mean, this is getting ridiculous. This point. Literally. Yeah. I mean, every week the Dolphins quarterback is getting hurt. Uh, after Thompson was injured, though, Miami had to turn back to Teddy Bridgewater. They were able to creep back into the game. Now, with that being said, the Dolphins did put together one of their best defensive performances of the of the year, probably. Mm-hmm. Three sacks, seven quarterback hurries, four tackles for loss, but it didn't get enough help from that offense that haven't been, been so prolific those first three weeks. It ended up costing them the game. Uh, Miami did have three receivers, Hill, Waddle, and Gesicki, who had at least seven catches. I know Gesicki had two touchdowns and a much, we are. much improved gritty. I don't know if you saw it. I did see I mean, it couldn't have been worse, yeah. but it was much improved. <laughs> True. Um, so with that being said, after the 3-0 Dolphins, after they started 3-0, they are now 3-3. and mm. Not math, guys. That's three losses in a row, meaning they are 500. That is true. Now, I will say this, too. Mm. I just make I like making fun of AFC East teams. Oh, of course. Of course. I mean, it's been my childhood. Yep. Okay, so um, I thought it was absolutely fucking hilarious that uh, Mike McDaniel said, came out on a press conference earlier in the week and was like, you know, I'm really proud of the guys. They're putting, the, they're putting um, you know, the team first. They're kind of making sure they're really locked oh in and God. focused. And we, they got rid of the ping pong table in the locker room. <laughs> and he was, like, really happy about that. <laughs> and then someone asked Tyreek about it. Tyreek was like, we just ordered a new one. He's like, it was dented. We got a new one. So uh, not on the same page in Miami, just like the last three weeks have been, Bruno. Absolutely hilarious. Kurt, that was just so funny because, like, again, like, you'd think at least if that wasn't true for Mike McDaniel, they'd at least be like, all right, nobody's tell that to the media what's actually going on. Tyreek's just like, nah. What co-? He's like, coach, what are you talking about, coach? Yeah. Leadership? We ain't got that here. We just wanted a new table. Well, we just, <laughs> coach, we wanted a better ping pong <laughs> yeah. table. That's all. That was so fucking funny. It was hilarious. Yeah. Um, Kurt, 
Speaking of hilarious, mm. the thought of Andy Dalton mm. wanting revenge. Mm. Hilarious. Known as the Red Rocket, affectionately for many years. We've had um, a lot of penis talk already. Yep. You know, Kurt, that's just what we do here. Yep. Um, I was trying to make a PTF joke. Okay, never mind. Nope, we're going to keep yep. that in the pants, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, many years on the Bengals, the Red Rocket earned his nickname fair and square, uh, also due to potentially his hair. Holy shit, that rhymed. Wow. Well done. I, I'm stunned at how well that just worked. Um, he's now quarterbacking for the Saints, believe it or not, with Jameis Winston injured. And the Saints almost went marching in. Except they did not. <laughs> nope. And they lost. 30-26. to 26. Um, I will say, for in. for the Saints, they were without, again, these. this is crazy. They were without Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, and Chris Olave, the rookie. So, yeah. like, again, their top three receivers. Down and out. out. That is, like, again, it's hard to win. You know, we talk about when, when Jacoby Myers is out for the Patriots. Or, like, we'll talk about, like, when, you know, uh, DeAndre Hopkins is out for the Cardinals. Those are, like, one guy. And, obviously, those are good. You know, both of those in the sure. same superstar status mm-hmm. and wide receiver, obviously. Um, but again, you have three of them out, and to still only lose by four, put up twenty six points. They they went up seven nothing, the Saints did, and they did not surrender the lead until literally the last touchdown of the game for the Bengals. So again, they played well. What really crushed the Saints this game was they had four field goals, not just four field goals. Period, Kurt. Yeah, four field goals in the red zone. Which no. like, what is this? The Patriots? I know, literally. Which we're gonna get there. But yeah. like, listen, you just you simply you, you, Trent Dilfer, you can't lose in the NFL and expect to win. You can't kick field goals in the red zone four times and expect to win. Uh, you, you can't. Just, it's, it's it's just too hard. It's not going to go over well. So, Kurt, the the other thing to say about this game is that for the Bengals, uh, they were you know Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Everybody knows their LSU days. They won the Natty. This was the site of their national championship win in New Orleans, and they came back and they got the mojo back because Kurt. Uh, not only did they score the last touchdown of the game, it was a 60-yarder. So Jamar Chase made it a guy sure miss was. and vroom, vroom, boom, 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 took off. He's pretty good in New Orleans. He's pretty good in New Orleans. So the Bengals have to be feeling good. They had a tough start to the year. They've been bouncing back. The Saints, again, it's just it's kind of, you know, we're going to get to a, a certain other quarterback controversy mm. potentially mm-hmm. later on. They're just going to have to decide what they want to do when Jameis Winston comes back and also hope their receivers come back. Yeah, that, that is very, very true. Bruno, I unfortunately had to talk about uh, the, the <laughs> Jets earlier, and now I have to talk about the Giants. Yeah. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Oh, but it's party time in New York, baby, because the Jets and Giants are both good. I'm using that G word again. The G word for the G-men. Good. Okay. Up 20-17 to 17 late in the fourth quarter. Lamar Jackson made an absolute boneheaded decision. Bonehead. I mean. What is it? Come on, man. That's like. Come, come on, on man. man. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. Uh, so Terrible. on a broken play, the snap goes like he doesn't catch a snap or it goes over his head. Yeah. And he tries to make something out of nothing rather than just, you know giving it up on third down and punting the ball away and making the Giants drive a full field, he starts, like, running around like an idiot. I mean, that is kind of what he's known for. But, like, starts running around like an idiot. He's, like, 15 yards back in the backfield, rolling to his right, throws off his back foot, throws an interception. Uh, Bruno, as that happens, it's returned to, like, the Ravens' like 10-yard line. So the Giants have, like, a a wildly short field uh, down by three. So they're already in field goal position. Yep. Uh, Leads to a Saquon Barkley touchdown. Now, it is important in this because Saquon Barkley, uh, remember how Nick Chubb scored early in the year and it came back and it, it blew up in the Browns' face oh, yeah. as a jet? So Saquon Barkley slides down, like, with not much time to go. Doesn't score a touchdown. So, uh, saved a little bit of time. They end up do scoring a touchdown uh, a little bit later, and they take a 24-20 lead. Lamar followed up that boneheaded interception uh, with a strip sack. So... Two turnovers in two plays. Not fantastic. Not the two for two you wanted. No, not not <laughs> what we're looking for. Uh, so strip sack by the G-men. They're able to recover, ice the game. Brian Dayball, Bruno, 
big dick energy. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's a big oh, man, yeah. so interpret that as you will. Yep. Okay. Uh, on the Ravens, I'm very excited for Brian Dable. I will say that. Yeah. Former Patriots coach. Oh, yeah. Get, he went from the Patriots to Bama to Buffalo to the Giants. Everywhere he goes, he wins. Yeah. And the last former Patriots coach who went on to coach the Giants did, did maybe did not have. He PD didn't win. Uh, he, he's definitely the two inch Grinch. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, Shout out. My boys. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, Bruno, on the Ravens side of things here, they sit at three and three, and they just keep beating themselves. To be honest, they could have won all those games, but they lost. They sure did. So this should have been a win. Uh, the Bills' loss was completely on John Harbaugh for yep. not kicking the field goal. Yep. Um, and then they obviously had that monumental collapse against the Dolphins. Yep. So after blowing the one of the biggest leads in in football history that game, uh, you look at the three and three record and go, they should be six and zero. Yeah. So uh, interpret that as you will. Yeah, Kurt, they have to be feeling pretty, pretty bad about themselves. But, Kurt, they might not even be the team this week or this season that is feeling the worst about themselves. Because, oh. Kurt, uh, that might be Tom Brady and the Bucks. Kurt, I'm going to paraphrase uh, something that might have been said by someone on this podcast who wasn't me, but they were some pretty famous words that I think reverberated around the NFL this year. Okay. Uh, the famous words of a certain Kurt Field, Tom Brady, you divorced Giselle so you could keep playing football and then lose to Mitch I love kissing titties, Trubisky, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I-Y-K-Y-K. I-Y-K-Y-K. Listen, Kurt, this was a stunning, stunning loss. Like, the Steelers were coming off a 38-3 loss against the Bills, looking literally incompetent. Like, hilariously Hilarious bad. incompetent. Their quarterback situation was a joke. Their defense, to be fair, is kind of injured, so that's yep, not yep, entirely yep. their fault. But, um, you know, their offense, They, I, I think this was the first game that they had a wide receiver touchdown in. Yeah. This, this game. No, for, it's week six. It's week six. So they were fucking horrible. And they just kind of low-key, even though they were injured on defense, even more so, because not only TJ Watt is still out, but even more on top of that, Minka Fitzpatrick is out this game too. Yeah. Their defense bottled the fuck out of up out of Tom Brady and they win 20 to 18. Kurt, even crazier. Kenny mm-hmm. Pickett, who is supposed to be their homegrown guy, sure. still a rookie, he sure. has plenty of time, but nobody's judging him yet. Nope. He starts this game for the Steelers and he leads off with a touchdown pass to Najee Harris. So again, that's great. They trade six straight field goals from that point on throughout the end throughout the third quarter, yep. like from the first quarter to the third quarter. And then Kenny Pickett, Kenny Pickett gets injured and gets a concussion. So here comes our boy Mitch, I love kissing titties, mm. Trubisky, who started the year for the Steelers, made it like four games, couldn't do anything, which, again, we're starting to think might not even be his fault at this point. Right. He comes in, and we're like, oh, God. <laughs> again, still a close game because they've just been essentially traded field goals. And then what does Mitch do? He throws the first touchdown to the Steelers wide receiver all year, Chase Claypool. How about that? Gets him on the board. He low-key was, like, pretty good. He came in, I think, end of the third quarter. Yeah, he was good. Played the whole fourth quarter. He had over 100 yards passing, you know, just between his work in the in the fourth quarter, pretty much. Um, and so, again, they go up. And the Bucks are down eight, I believe. So then Tom Brady gets the ball back, plenty of time. What do you think a As Tom Brady does. team does to do in the clutch? He leads his team down to score a touchdown, which is great. Tom Brady, you think, okay, that's what Tom Brady does. Kurt, they go for two. Yeah. They don't get the two. They sure don't. And that wasn't the only thing that we didn't get about this game. Tom Brady didn't get it on a couple quarterback sneaks. Not used to seeing that. Yeah. Tom Brady didn't get the two-point conversion. Like, obviously, we've been there before. We don't need to talk about those, that Broncos game and all the other stuff. But, you know, whatever. He Usually, he gets it. Mm-hmm. And there were even videos of him screaming at his offensive line, who, again, to be fair, weren't playing great. But it's like, you know, it, it just absolutely looks like the team is falling apart at the, the seams. So, again, if you're the Steelers, 
they have to feel great. They hate Tom Brady from all those years where he beat them. They haven't beat him in probably forever. They get a win over the Bucks, and you know whatever. They're not feeling horrible themselves. If you're the Bucks, Kurt, let me just ask you: Are are they just bad? Is this just them figuring it out early in the season, or is this a sign that like, you know, what do we think about the Bucks? Well, I think there's problems in Tampa. Um, so when Tom Brady left the Patriots and went to Tampa, he is. I think Tom Brady is the reason they won a Super Bowl. Oh yeah. He was locked in. He was engaged. He had something to prove, and he did it. Yeah. So Tom Brady's the reason they won then. I'll go out and say Tom Brady is the reason they are losing oh, now. Shit. And I, I don't think it's really because of what he's doing on the field. Oh, shit. Go on. No, I, just think go it's, off. I think it's what he's doing off the field that's the problem. Or and not. Yeah, he's not. Correct. Well, <laughs> apparently his marriage is over. He literally doesn't give a shit about his family. Um, him and Aaron Rodgers must be hanging out too much. <laughs> oh, God. Um, he, you know, he, he misses those 11 days in training camp. Yep. A pretty imp- important time. Yep. Uh, he has, you know, veteran rest every Wednesday. Yep. And then, Bruno, this week, mm. okay, w- I thought it was cool. Robert Kraft had a, like, a surprise wedding. Uh, on <laughs> I remember seeing that. I was like, what? what? On Friday? Like, or Robert Kraft? Friday. Friday. It was Friday. Friday. It was Friday. And Brady was there. Yeah. Which was co- cool. Like, that's cool. Yep. But the Bucks had a walkthrough on Friday <laughs> that Brady was like, nah. Skipped. Yeah. Went to New York. Skipped. Went to New York. <laughs> it makes me laugh. <laughs> Attended Robert Kraft's uh, wedding. Yep. And then is seen, like you said, screaming at his offensive line. It's like, pow! Listen, if you're not, if you're not fully bought in, yep, you can't be screaming at us like that. Like, and I think, I think there are issues in Tampa. And I don't know. I don't know how it gets better unless Tom kind of figures his stuff out. Now I will say this too about Tom, and I'm, I'm going to turn it back over to you. Sorry, we're getting long-winded about this. Well, yeah, we do. We do. Um, and Tom is my favorite subject to get long-winded about because I have a lot to say. True. But do you think? Do you think this is more on him, or it's more a reflection of the injuries the Bucks have gone through, the new head coach, blah blah blah? Where Where do you place most of this blame? So they definitely have had some injuries, right? It, it, we have sure. to mention their wide receiver has been a, a revolving door all season. I think the line has had some injuries too. So again, we have to at least acknowledge that. But Kurt, I honestly kind of think you hit the nail on the head. Like it wasn't going to take a superhuman performance to beat the Steelers. Let's be honest here. It's the <laughs> no. fucking Steelers, right? And their defense, again, they didn't play great, but they only let up 20 points. You're telling me Tom Brady in his offense, no matter who he really has, can't put up 21 or more points with against no, the shitty Steelers? With no Minka Fitzpatrick and no or TJ Watt. Watt. Yeah, like, on, what? Man. And again, I know he was getting pressured more than he would have liked. That's why he's yelling at the line. I know, again, there's all this stuff going on. But it's like, again, he's been in the system. New head coach. He's still been there for a couple years. New head right? coach who apparently he wanted. Right. He didn't want Arians Right. Anymore. And again, the receivers that we're playing have at least, again, it's like people he at least knows, right? So, again, I, I'm kind of with you. He he's went to the wedding. He's been promoting the Brady brand literally nonstop. He's been, like, posting pics of him in practice or after practice wearing this stuff you know he's focusing on all these things he's obviously again it's i don't want to like belittle this point but again it's supposing the giselle stuff is true i'm sure that's just weighing on him as well right that's you know not obviously great to go through i just think again like you said he had everything aligned in that first year he went to the bucks where he was like it's new it's fresh i'm all on the same team you know nothing was as distracting and he was locked in and able to focus he again like there, there's no excuse I don't, I don't think there's any excuse for tom brady for not being able to beat the fucking pittsburgh steelers who again might be the worst team in football and I you just, can't even score 21 points. i just think he's like 
I mean, he'll go down as the greatest quarterback ever. Right. I'm not. I'm. I'm facts. Not even. No. Literally facts. But I think his image has kind of taken a hit. Yep. In the last couple of years, especially like Tom Brady is always known as the guy who would who would do anything for his teammates. You talk about how the pay cuts he took over and yep. over and over again. How driven he was. He's taken his entire team to Montana in the off season so they can throw together. The man just was a sociopath. But all he cared about was winning and playing good football. It just feels like his priorities are different, which is fine. He is right. 45 years right. old. He's proven to everyone he's the best to ever do it. So but I'm so I'm saying if your priorities have changed that much and you look like you're miserable. He looks miserable. He looks yeah. sick. Uh like ill. Um I just don't I don't understand why he's still around. Um and again, I, I as I said, you're going to divorce Giselle Bunchen so you can play football for a team that you don't look happy with and lose to Mitch Trubisky. Yikes. What are we doing? What are we doing? I mean, just Dude, I I hope it's his stand for him. I he just doesn't. But I wish it didn't end, end this way. I wish the last memory I had of him was the Rams almost coming back last year in the playoffs. Right. Like that, I mean, the quintessential Tom Brady game. Right. Whatever it is, what it is. Bruno. Speaking of the Rams, uh, a twenty-four to ten win brought the brought the uh, Rams back to five hundred on the season. They beat they beat the Carolina Panthers this weekend. They were down 10-7 at the break, and I was like. Holy shit, the Rams yeah, suck. I know. That um, was crazy. Matt Stafford and the Rams offense did wake up in the second half, rattled off 17 straight points to steal the deal. Uh, I will give the Panthers credit. They did hang tough. But. But. Okay, they had 203 total yards of offense. Christian McCaffrey counted for 160 of those. Bruno, every other player on the offense of the Panthers accounted for 43 yards. <laughs> it's not exactly balanced. What are we doing? <laughs> Again, what are we doing? It just, it's terrible. I will say this, too. New uh, interim head coach, Steve Wilkes, him and uh, Robbie Anderson had a little bit of a, a little blow-up on the sideline. And it was a big enough blow-up that 12 hours later, <laughs> Robbie Anderson, there's the door. See ya. You're headed to the desert. He got traded to the Cardinals today. Um, the Rams looked relatively sluggish. Did they get the win? Yes. Was against the Panthers? Also, yes. So, good time in the schedule for them to get a win like that. But they still you know, they have a lot to figure out. Yeah, and I take it back. The, the Panthers might be the worst team in football, so it, I apologize. It, 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 you might be second worst. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a one-two fight yeah. right there. Yeah. Uh, Kurt, speaking of the desert and the Cardinals, that's our next game. A little Seahawks-Cardinals nice. action. Kurt, I will say, again, maybe this is because— Speaking of maybe the third worst team in the NFL. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, speaking of, you know, maybe this is because we, you know, remember the Patriots-Seahawks rivalry in the Super Bowl days. Maybe it's because, you know, this is a perfect time in our football fandom. When I think of Seahawks-Cardinals, I still think of those, like, classic yes. matchups. NFC West, top-tier color yeah. matchup right there. Both oh, teams so have good. great uniforms and a great matchup. Again, you just you hear Seahawks-Cardinals, and for whatever reason, your just blood gets pumping. You're like, damn, Seahawks-Cardinals, that sounds sick. Huge game. Well, no. Kurt, let me tell you. Times have changed. 19 to 9 was decidedly not huge, not classic, and not a good game. The Seahawks got the dub. They won 19 to 9. Again, this was just one of those. There was a couple of these this week that were just ugly, ugly games. Rashad Penny, starting running back for the Seahawks, was out. Again, he's injured. So, lo and behold, Kenneth Walker gets the first start of his career. He had a pretty good game. Good for him. He had 97 yep. yards in the Seahawks' only touchdown. Hilarious is their only touchdown. Uh, speaking of the Saints kicking four field goals, Jason mm. Myers kicked four field goals for the Seahawks. And the Seahawks' defense actually played kind of well. I mean, I know it's the Cardinals, right? So, you have to take that into consideration. But they played kind of well. Honestly, which was great timing because Geno, we've been talking about Geno Smith. Yep. Not one of his finest performances, no. which I think we had all kind of somewhat predicted. Like, it's pretty common for quarterbacks, especially like the backups or the mid-tier quarterbacks, yep. to have like a good start sure. and then teeter off, which we're going to also well, yeah, get to. And, with... and like, yeah, I feel like the more tape you put out, right. 
you know, easier it is for someone to defend. Right, you. exactly. So, again, like, if you're the Seahawks, you're happy you won this game, right? The Seahawks, I'm sure, are, are thrilled with whatever wins they're going to get this year. If you're the Cardinals, Kurt, it's just kind of it's kind of sad at this point. Nine points, and six of them were on a fumble recovery touchdown. Yeah. My favorite thing, my favorite thing, yep. is Dan Orlovsky roasting the Cardinals <laughs> every week on Twitter. He's fucking... He is yeah. ruthless on Twitter, and it's right. hilarious. They just... They stink. They stink. They stink. And, Kurt, they do get DeAndre Hopkins back this week, which I have seen a lot of people saying will help a lot. And maybe there's some uh, um, Devontae Adams effect in Green Bay. You know, you take him out, look what happens. You add back in Hopkins the Cardinals, look what happens. Potentially, right? Potentially. Um, and they did just trade for Robbie Anderson, like you said, though they that was because they lost Hollywood Brown to injury. So I guess that's – I don't even know if that's really, like, a net gain at that point, Mark, or yeah. Hollywood Brown for Robbie Anderson. But, like, Kurt, yeesh. It's, the Cardinals are looking tough. Let me just Let me just end this game recap with this. Cliffy, how hot is his seat? Uh, scorching. It's as hot as a desert. Kurt, he, I'm pretty sure he has like a pretty bad losing record with the Cardinals. Yeah. And he had one at Texas Tech and in college, too. I would say the the seat is so hot, it just burned a hole through his pants. Like He's pantless. <clears throat> I did. I said Cliff Kingsbury was going to be the first coach to get fired this year. Wrong. Matt Rule was fired. But Cliff Kingsbury might be second. First so, since Matt Rule. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> that's <laughs> word for word what he said. Verbatim what I said. Um... <laughs> Bruno, with that being said, we're talking about a terrible game. Yep. Let's talk about a good one. Reverse, reverse. Uh, what is that? Um, what? Nope. Um, yes. What was that song? Uh, reverse, reverse. What is that? What was the song? Um, was nope. <laughs> Bruno. Take it back now, y'all. <laughs> one hop. Oh, one hop this time. Reverse, reverse. Oh, yeah. Yeah, thank you. God. It's late on a Monday night. The brain, not a lot going into it. For some reason, I say Cupid Shuffle, but that's not Cupid Shuffle. No, that is. Mm. The Cupid Shuffle, the Cupid. No, that sounds a different beat. No, I don't. That might be it. We're not me. We're, you know, unless it's Katy Perry. I don't want it. What's that song called? That, okay, we're, Stats Guy, while we're t keep talking, please look that up. Yeah, fuck. Uh, I'm going to keep him, keep it shuffle my way into Arrowhead because Bruno, the man, the myth, the legend, Josh Allen. Throws for 329 yards and three touchdowns. Oh, fuck. That's what it is. I'm I, so... looked I looked up one office. What is the Cupid Shuffle? <laughs> you, you never heard the, the Cupid, the Shuffle, the Cupid, Cupid Shuffle? You never the heard that? That's, enough, that's, that's basically the, cha -cha, the modern cha-cha slide. You oh. never heard that? Are we old? Maybe. I mean, it, that, that, that screams well, buckets for season. You're literally fucking in your 10th year of college. You that's are true. old. Uh, Bruno. Should I start playing Cupid Shuffle a lot? Yeah, talk? just do it. Okay. Sure. Um, so it's going to be an ad first, isn't it? I'll meet it till it gets there. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, Josh Allen, three touchdowns, 329 yards. Had the go-ahead toss to uh, Dawson Knox, who's had a tough year. Dawson Knox dealing with a lot of stuff with the death of his brother. Uh, just hasn't looked as electric as possible. They hit him. Uh, hit. Yeah. Okay. Play this. Yep. 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 Oh fuck! It's gonna be stuck in my head the whole <laughs> night. Okay, okay more right more, to the right. Yeah, just like the just like the cha-cha slide. Yeah, it's uh, talk about modern. Uh, 2007. <laughs> so not exactly the most modern reference I could have come up with. Uh, okay. But here we are. Uh, anyway, Dawson Knox touchdown with 104 left. <laughs> uh, Bills held uh, a 24-20 uh, victory to the exact measure of revenge for their epic overtime yep. loss to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs last year in the AFC divisional round. Uh, Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis just continue to do the damn thing. They stay red hot for the Bills offense. 
Both of them find the end zone in this one, and they both combined amassed 225 yards in the air between the two of them. Yeesh. Yeesh. Uh, Bruno, humble brag. Humble brag. Yep. Okay. Brag away. I did say the difference in this game was going to come down to the pass rush, and when the lights were shining brightest and the Bills needed a goddamn stop, Von Miller brought them too. True. Okay. He had a huge, huge, huge sack that forced uh, Kansas City to punt where the Bills went down and then scored. And then he, when the Chiefs were trailing by four, on the first play of the final drive, well, after a, a false start, on the first real play of the final drive, Von Miller had such a nasty pass rush that he forced Mahomes outside the pocket to his right, mm-hmm. where Patrick Mahomes made a inexcusable decision to yeah. throw off his back foot, but he threw sidearm, so it was cool. Oh, yeah. Okay, so he threw sidearm, so ESPN can show it over and over again. Uh, but it was picked off easily by the Bills, and that sealed the deal for the game. Uh, Bruno, I give the Bills a ton of credit. Yep. They went into Arrowhead. They kind of exercised some demons, beat the team that they have a lot of recent history with, and they did it by playing good complementary football. Uh, this win, I feel like, could be huge going down the road here. because, for Yeah, for seeding. And if these two teams see each other again, I think there's a good chance it's in upstate New York with Bills Mafia, and that changes things tremendously. My one last thing. I have not seen Jackson Mahomes or Brittany Mahomes at one game, and I am thrilled about it. I think that offseason like thing that was a rumor about like Mahomes told them they can't come, they shouldn't come to games anymore. And I was like, that's not true. I think it's true. They literally have not been around. Now that you say that, again, I that's one of those things that used to bother me, and I'll be a man and admit that it bothered me. I you're right. I have not oh, seen anything from it them. It still bothers me. Yeah, I've not seen maybe maybe he's trying to one up Brady and got divorced. Who knows? Oh, for his sake. <laughs> I hope I hope he divorced his brother and yeah, his yeah, wife. Yeah. Yeah. brother first. Oh, hello. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. More notes from Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is creating a trend. <laughs> yeah. Every good quarterback must emancipate. Yep. He, Aaron Rodgers. I fucking hate people. Everybody has just adopted that lifestyle. Yeah. That's that's it. Yep. That's it. Uh, Kurt, in our last game of the week, before we get to our good old Patriots, we got a little uh, fly yeah. Eagles fly. I don't know if that's how it goes. That's how it sounds like. Yeah, um, those are the words. Oh, nice. So I pretty much nailed it. Uh, Sam Marshall, don't correct me on that one. Um, Eagles 26, Cowboys 17. Anyone who thought the Cowboys would win this game is a fucking idiot. This was obviously always going to be an Eagles win. Um, they had another dub to the dub column. Kurt, again, not too, too much to say about the game. I will say the Eagles have kind of had this trend where they they are winning, right? And they are finding ways to win. They certainly look impressive winning. Yeah. I will say they're not like dominating blowing out teams for the whole game and ending up with the final score right. to the point you'd expect from sure. a team of their caliber. So I will say that again, this game was like low key kind of close. Like it, there was a point where it was, it was a 20 blowout, to 17 and then it wasn't. Yeah. yeah. So like and again, it's like it probably shouldn't be happening here, but at the end of the day they get the win, right? And again, that's confidence. It's really not about you know the style of wins it's just about that you are winning and they are certainly winning i will say kurt last week we played a little fun game called pooper rush greater than oh let's go kurt i think we're just gonna have to put that in our back pocket much like the cowboys are about to put him in their back pocket because dak is back this week dak is back cooper it was fun i mean he (laughs) cooper rush did did a phenomenal job right but last night was not to it was his best. best. And and they'll certainly take, what, 4-1 and one he went or whatever over the games he started, yeah. something like that. They're going to take – I would take that with a backup QB every time, which yeah. we're going to talk about in a second. But I would take that every time. So, again, did his job, no doubt. Low-key, you could argue that maybe he saved their season. I mean, oh, if they go 1-4 and four No arguing. Games, no arguing. Yeah. He so, saved their season. Again, you, you had to think at this point, you know, he wasn't going to win every game. And honestly – 
to be somewhat competitive in a game against what people are considering the best team in the NFL right now, again, it could be worse, right? So he gets picked off three times. Again, it was just one of those games where it felt like the Cowboys really couldn't get anything rolling. Again, as you said, they the Eagles were up all in the beginning of the game. Um, and then the Eagles were just, you know, slowly but surely building up their lead. Cowboys came back a little bit in the middle. And then at the end, it kind of, you know, the Eagles put it away at the end. I don't really have too much X's and O's no, analysis. No, you know, the Eagles got the win. Kurt, I think our last thing we need to say here, and yep. this was started by you, and I continued it, and I'm going to say it because I'm the one doing the recap of this game. But sure. if we look at the Eagles schedule, right, which is simply interesting, simply eyes emojis, Whoa. their next six games, I'm just going to rapid fire these. Doom. Steelers, Texans, Commanders, Colts, Packers, Titans. The only one of those six is maybe the Packers, but they're yeah. kind of up and down. Every yeah. one of those other games, I think they should probably win. They're 6-0 right now. That would be 12-0. Then they play the New York Football Giants, the first of Division two more game. times Division that they game. have to play. Yep. But I've been talking shit about the Giants. Maybe they're going to. We should probably stop. Doing probably, that, but well, yeah. but yeah, uh, maybe Giants fans want me to keep going because I do that. They keep winning, so we'll see. But again, like you can make a very convincing case that their two games against the Giants, maybe one more against the Cowboys when Dak is back, maybe. But like the two games against the Giants might be their hardest games remaining for the rest of the season. Yeah, Kurt, I don't think. We can afford to not be the one saying this anymore. I think the Eagles. I think they're going seventeen and zero. Yeah, I think so. I I don't think there's any way we can jinx them by saying that. I think it's just lock no, lock we, it in, write it down we in stone. White simply could never jinx them. Nope. I think seventeen and zero is not only expected, Kurt, but I think if they don't go seventeen and zero, they're the worst team in football. That'd be shocking. If they didn't go seventeen and zero, it'd be shocking. It, they'd be the worst team in football. I think they shouldn't make the playoffs unless they're seventeen and zero. Congratulations to the Eagles on losing this week. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Sign me up. Wait, against uh, Chuck's notes, the Steelers. <laughs> hey, they're red hot. Yeah, that's true. Red. One and zero. One, their last one. One and zero in the last one, baby. Uh, Bruno, that leads us to the end of the recaps. Just real quick, checking in on Monday Night Football here. Oh yeah. Uh, with nine minutes to go in the third quarter, we are locked at thirteen thirteen. Broncos did get up ten nothing this game. Um, just a lot of a lot more sloppy football. This Chargers defense, man, J.C. Jackson has been horrendous for them. Uh, Bill Belichick knows when to let someone go. And he's like, no, nah, put that fish back in the sea. Yeah. It, yeah. For JC, the grass ain't always greener on the other side. However, the man got paid. Yeah, so. he got that dough. He just is, might get shown the dough, if you know oh, what I mean. Oh, that was smooth again. Damn. You're good at that. You're a smooth operator. Uh, Russ is playing a lot better th today. Um, he's riding. Please, God. <laughs> I can't stop. I'm addicted to saying it. Let's ride. Let's ride. It could be uh, my least favorite phrase of the... Oh, God. They're pushing the ball down the field. Oh, my God. That was fucking uh, horrendous. Let's ride. Bro. Horrendous. That was so bad. That was horrible. Timestamp, uh, nine minutes and three seconds of the third quarter. If you just want to if you want to check back on what throw we just saw, because yeah. that was fucking horrible. Oh, my God. It could have been... The two closest... Did out? No. The two closest people to this were the... Chargers defenders. <laughs> what the <laughs> number ten? <laughs> He's like, that was to me. <laughs> like, what? how do you look at this and be like, that's where I'm going? Was with he? The ball. Oh, was he expecting to curl it? I mean, maybe if he was expecting to curl it. I mean, that's just a horrible throw. He also just simply didn't. So, I mean, just a horrible throw. Yikes. Uh, Bruno, I think we should do a thing where we talk about the Patriots. Let's do it. Doing it. Remember that time I did was like playing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. That yeah, so good. I get nervous every time we start doing that. Yeah. Um, anywho, 
Bruno, the goddamn New England Patriots back to 500. Congratulations. The season starts tomorrow. It's true. Um, they're 0-0. Zero and zero. Yep. There's preseason's over. Preseason's over. We've seen a lot of Bailey Zappi in the preseason. Yep. He's been way better yeah. than overtime. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so, no, with that being said, Bruno, Patriots get the win on the road 38-15. to Now, during the pick six on Sunday, I said that a lot of the money in this game was going on the Browns. A lot of people expected the Browns to win this game. Hmm. Browns have a potent rushing attack. Their defense is okay. They get out to the quarterback a little bit. Bailey Zappi don't want to hear none of that shit. He said, shut the fuck up. Literally. And Bill Belichick and the Patriots devised an awesome game plan, both offensively and defensively. We'll get into that a little bit because um, I think we, I think it needs to be talked about how how well both sides of the ball, ball are playing right now. Um, but I want to start big picture because I, I, want to just, I want to just talk about it. Okay, We'll get into the game for shiz. But... There is – I'm just going to ask this. Is there a quarterback controversy <laughs> in Foxborough? Kurt, my heart says yes. My brain says no. Again, it's a good problem to have, to have two quarterbacks who are playing really well, although some people do say if you have two, you have none. So I guess there's that going out there. Kurt, I had minimal to bad expectations of Bailey Zappi starting because when we saw him in the actual preseason, let's not forget, he looked horrendously bad. So bad. I don't know what's happened since then and now. But, Kurt – I'm just going to say it. I'm having a lot of fun. And the pros- the prospect of not having fun is not fun to think about if you followed that. And, like, I love Mac Jones. I really do. But he had gotten a little bit whiny this year. A little a little whiny. And Albert Breer, who is very punched in and does a lot of, like, uh, spots on, like, um, NBC Sports Boston with them and whatnot. Yeah. From, he's from the Monday Morning Quarterback. Um he said the relationship between the Patriots and Mac over the last couple of months had gotten pretty sideways. Really? I didn't even hear that. Yeah, it came out yesterday, right before the game. Um, huh. That Mac. Like why? That Mac just thinks the coaches are stupid. Like, Mac doesn't agree with Which, Patricia. Outside Joe, of Bill is probably true. Correct. <laughs> um, he just thinks, like, the Josh McDaniels offense is like, well, why are we doing it? Like, a lot of, like, a lot of questioning, um, like, why are we doing this? Well, why are we doing that? And why is Matt Patricia in charge and all this stuff? So I it just seems like it, you know, it's hasn't been the most like you know, happy time for for Mac and the Patriots. And with that being said, I understand where Mac is coming from a little bit because you know, Mac Jones had arguably the best rookie season for a quarterback ever almost last year. So for Mac to come in this year, lose Josh McDaniels. And now have Matt Patricia, someone who's never called offensive plays, kind of be at the helm. It certainly did not look good to start. The preseason was a, a, abysmal. Their practices were a joke. Um, but I, I think Mac, looking at the last three weeks here, since his injury, and they went in Green Bay and competed, and then they go out and they thrash the Lions, and they go out and they, they beat the Browns, not just by running the football, by – Bailey Zappi having a hell of a football game. I think he's starting to be like, okay, what the coaches are saying actually works. And I think this literally could not have worked out better for Bill Belichick. Because Bill Belichick's sitting here like, Mac, I, there's no doubt Mac is still the guy. Because if if Mac is not the guy, then you wasted a first-round pick last year. If if Mac Jones is who the Patriots said said he is and think he is, then there, then there is not a quarterback competition. But it's working out perfectly for for. For Bill Belichick, because I think a this lights a fire under Mac Jones' ass. Like holy shit! Like if I don't play well, <laughs> there is someone who who we know now can do the job behind me. Um, 
So I don't want Mac Jones to rush back from injury. If he's not 100%, I don't want him to play. Because Bailey Zappi can prove that, has, has proved that he can do it. But I, I think Belichick's like, this is good. Because it's just going to... I don't think there's a quarterback competition. But I think the competition has already... Hmm. There's no competition, but the competition has already begun, if that makes any sense. Because Mac has seen, okay, this is what they can do without me. I got to go ball now. Yeah, I very much agree with, with those points. And I, and again, it's even if we're at the point where you know we're evaluating Mac, which we're not... Um, we need to see what he's like when he comes back from injury. So again, it's it's it, again, it's fun to have the conversation. But I agree with you; he's he's the guy for now for sure. What I'll also add to this conversation is, I think just naturally, we always see in Bill Belichick teams, it's not always the start in September that looks the prettiest. But as the season goes on, it gets better and better. I think it just happened to be timing wise that with the play calling, that with the chemistry on offense, with all of our pieces, with people getting healthy, all that stuff, that has gotten better over each week. And sure, we had a tough. You know, schedule-wise, we had maybe a tougher start of the season. Yep. Bailey Zappi has gotten some easier games, perhaps. So there's elements of that. I also just think, again, we were talking about some of the play calling and some of the shit we saw in week one against the Dolphins. Horrendous. Like, we were like, this is garbage. What yep. are we doing? Not saying it's perfect now, but I think that has improved steadily. Yep. And it just it's also happened just to be the timing where, again, we've looked possibly at our best with some of the play calling and some of the stuff going on in the offense in recent weeks, and that just lined up with those being Bailey's happy starts. Yeah, so there's that too. 100%. Now, here's here's a question I'll ask you okay. that my cousin asked me, and I, I had a very definitive answer. Okay. So if, if Mac Jones played the last three weeks, do you think the offense looks any different, or do they go out and do they play just as well as they did with Bailey Zappi? Well, I think I think – I think the I think the throws in the stuff that Bailey Zappi is doing, I think Mac Jones could easily do that. Right. That's what I think. I yep. think what has been troubling with Mac Jones this year has been the stuff that Bailey Zappi is doing better, which is not making dumbass interceptions and stuff so far. I will also say I read this, so this is me coming up with this, but I, you know, we're talking about this Patriots stuff we're devouring. It seems like again we're not also doing the most complicated stuff over the last two weeks. Yeah. So there's also that element where well, it inherently makes Bailey Zappi look a little better yep. when we're not asking him to do whatever. I think. I think though, if you're just saying purely, could Mac Jones starting make the same throws, do the same things that Bailey Zappi? A hundred. There's no doubt in my mind he could do that same yep. stuff. I have watched the game yesterday twice. Oh, holy shit! I was not. Um, a, let me sit up in my chair. I was yeah, expecting that. No, twice because I, I that I'm just a you're little. A junkie. I'm all twenty two. I'm a, all twenty two. It's out that. today. Uh, I'm a loser. Do you? How do you even? How do you even? I pay three hundred dollars a year. <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah, I do. Holy shit. Um, I fucking love if that. anyone in charge of my bank account heard that, no, you didn't. Um, Sats guy. Yeah, no, you didn't. Um, fuck. It. Um, <laughs> Yep. So, uh, sorry, I got thirty dollars. I pay for yeah, 30 thirty dollars $30 for ten weeks. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. For the uh, all twenty-two, we just witnessed a murder in the Monday Night Football game. Um, ADHD. Oh fuck! What was I saying? Oh, I think I think it looks just the same as Mac. Now, like right. you said, something caught my attention listening to the game yesterday. Okay. Um, Trent Green. The uh, announcer or the commentator for the game had a comment. You know how they do like those production meetings with the yep. coaches and you know, whoever before the game. So like the, you know they sit there for an hour and they yep. talk about football or whatever. Talk ball. He said something that really c caught my attention about how Belichick said in their meeting. Well, the difference is we've taken care of the ball the last couple of weeks, mm. and he's not wrong. They have taken care of the ball aside from. Agalor, Agalor. We drop. We, we were catching them kids, unlike Agalor. Um, every time, every so funny, every time. Um, I just think 
I think that was kind of a shot at Mac Jones. And I, I don't get me wrong. The offense has definitely started to change a little bit around here to so that they are incorporating the deep ball. So Mac Jones is going to throw some 50-50 balls. And like I said, not all Mac Jones is currently through three games, two touchdowns, five interceptions. Not all five of those interceptions are on him. Right, right. But a couple of them are egregious, and they are on him. And he should have had one that was picked in the Steelers game that wasn't. Remember, he threw it right to that right, linebacker. Right, right. Not and, great. And we like kind of scored right after that. We, so, yeah. we did. So Mac certainly, by no means, is playing well to start to to start the season. But aside from the three interceptions against Baltimore, I know that's hard to like remove from your brain. That was some of the best football Mac Jones has played since he was been in a Patriot uniform. Like he had completions to Devontae Parker of like 53, 40, 30, right. 25. Like it was a Patriots offense that was fun. Now, with that being said, the kitty gloves came on in in Green Bay and against Detroit last week, uh, two weeks ago. Right. Um, it was, you know, we are running like, you know, 15 plays through different variations, very simplified offense. Um, and it worked. And it was it worked against, you know, well enough to get you a win against the Lions. Well, with that being said, yesterday was not like the Packers and the Lions. Why? Because they didn't just rely on the running game. Yes, Ramondre had two touchdowns, and he had a long 31-yard touchdown right before the half. Right. But for the majority of the game yesterday, he was bottled up. The the the, the Browns did kind of what I said on on um, pick six. Like They just were like, we're going to try to take the run game away. The Patriots put the ball into Bailey Zappi's hands, and he was he was tremendous. Yeah. Let's just call a spade a spade. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to try to pull up um, the stats from yesterday's game. I got him. Of course you do. So, 24 for 34. Again, 309. Just efficient. Two touchdowns. Devontae Park. And what was so amazing, too, he spread the wealth around. Um, yesterday for the Patriots, Devontae Parker, four receptions, 64 yards. Hunter Henry, four receptions, 61 yards. Johnny Smith, 61 yards. Jacoby, 60 yards. Like Tyquan Thornton, 37. Like the well, Heat. He had four catches or more. One, two, three, four, five receivers, pass catchers with four catches. I mean, that makes it so like you don't know who the fuck to try to defend. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, and I think, I think Bailey Zappi was absolutely phenomenal in the play action game. I think that's where he succeeds the most. I think that's where you get all your tight ends involved. Right. And you're seeing more of that. The Patriots, the Patriots offense has taken a big step forward without Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. But my only thing is, I think if Mac Jones was there, they're still taking that step forward. Right. So my take about my takeaway in this is, if Mac Jones is fully healthy, he should start against the Bears. Oh yeah. If he is not fully healthy. You, let's be real. You and I could go out there and start this weekend. We have a decent shot to win a game so. against the Bears. Okay, so. so I think Bailey Zappi is more than capable. I know he's more than capable to to go out there and, and beat the and beat the Bears on Monday Night Football. Right. And I want you know, for me, I I'm sure I'm sure Mac wants to be back on the field so badly, and I think he sees what Bailey Zappi is doing. Is like I got to go fight for my job. Like I have to go, you know, make sure they remember how good I am. But with that being said, like if he, I'm not worried about a week seven game against the Bears. Right. If you're trying to do anything this year, we talked about the gauntlet at the end of their season. I want Mac Jones healthy for for those games where you have the Bills and the Raiders and the the Cardinals and, and the Dolphins again. Like that's that's what I need you for. So if your ankle's not a Hundo P, go get it a Hundo P before you you're out here trying to get back. So it's interesting. We'll see what happens. But I again, I think Bill Belichick's in a very happy place, a very zappy mm. place. Um, but I ultimately, I don't think there's any quarterback competition here. And people are quick to point out, oh, oh, Bledsoe Brady, Bledsoe Brady. Yeah, come on, no, not the same. They're not even close to Lanier. Um, 
People forget Drew Bledsoe, not Bill Belichick's guy. People also forget the whole season before Brady took over for Bledsoe. Bledsoe was atrocious. He was five and thirteen in his last eighteen games. Right. So Belichick was he wanted to go to Brady before that anyway. So that was just an excuse. I you have one season of Mac Jones where uh, and Boston sports fans, God, I love them, but like they are degenerates. <laughs> True. Like. The recency bias of what is happening with Bailey Zappi, like they're like, oh, we should tr- we should cut Mac yeah. Jones. <laughs> Last year, you guys were slobbing all over his knob, calling him the second coming of Tom Brady, and then Bailey Zappi has two good weeks, and it's like we don't want anything to do with this guy anymore. Right. I'm just everyone, R E L A X. Relax. Yeah. Relax. And Kurt, I think my only thing to add here is that I completely agree. When you stop and think about it, you list out the reasoning. This the you go through point by point exactly like you did. All signs point to Mac, and it seems pretty clear. My only thing is, there's no fine lines when it comes to Boston sports fans. I completely agree. We don't fine is not in our vocabulary, nor it is in anything that we do. Um, however, it is very fun during the game to overreact, and I definitely sent some questionable text messages during the game where oh, I was me like, too. "Zap me up, baby! Fucking Dude, start the rest fun. of the year." It's, it's been, been so fun. fun. But I think when when we can come back down and we're not as like you know in the moment in the game and it's not like super fun and we're destroying the Browns and it's all everything's going great when you do exactly what you did where you just stop and think about it I completely agree Max the guy Vonte Mac Jones no matter what yeah I am so you know that reference yes draft from Trinidad. okay that was funny that one so we <laughs> I, that. <laughs> I so that was an oh one more thing about the offense yep. we talked about how how horrible Bailey Zappi looked in the preseason and like he was bad. So, like, I was almost like, cut him because like, he was fucking well, yeah, so Yeah, I was like, he was not good. Yeah. Here's, okay, who gets the credit for him being good? Like, Joe Judge is the quarterback coach. Matt Patricia's the OC. All of a sudden, Bailey Zappi's really good? Yeah. So, I mean, I think a lot of the stuff this offseason was way overblown with the coaches, and I had said that. But, like, I think they deserve a little bit of credit for what's yeah. happened with Bailey Zappi. Yeah. And, and I'm sure Bill Belichick, I mean, you see, Belichick, every time Zappi comes off the field, Belichick is immediately talking to him. Belichick has a big hand in this. And I think, like, you know, all I'm saying, the coaching staff deserves some credit. I completely agree. Credit given. You it's know earned, not given. It and is, it's been earned. It's been earned. You know what else has been earned? What? The credit to the defensive side of the Bang. ball. Steve Belichick. Gerard Mayo. That defense is flying around, Bruno. Oh, yeah. Um, what is your, I'm putting you in a spot. Biggest takeaway from the defense the last two weeks. They shut out the the Lions, the at the time, number one offense in the NFL. And then the Cleveland Browns at home uh, with the number one rushing attack in the NFL. And, uh, no, what you, what's your biggest takeaway? So, I'm trying to look this up. I don't know if that's top of my head. I think I was going to say the turnover battle. I don't know off the top of my head. I, obviously, we won against the Browns. Four to one to against up. the so we want two to one against the Lions, four to one against the Browns. It's been and yes, again, those are not maybe the best teams of all time, right? But I think one thing that got a little challenged recently, um, and especially like you know with all the obviously the attention has always been, especially coming into this year and recently, Mac Jones, Mac Jones, Mac Jones, all the receivers that we got or had or traded for or whatever, the two tight ends, the running back system it's all been offense right and we've heard defense old and slow we lost jc jackson we lost all these pieces the veterans are getting older the defense i think has taken all that personally you know and it's like and we took that personally they sure did they took that personally and kurt they are playing fucking motivated matt judon literally just a fucking superstar and him and dietrich wise and both dietrich wise too. yeah you've you've been saying about judon specifically again how he had great start last year faded a little bit and then you made the point on this very podcast last week saying he made it a point to be like i gotta be more consistent throughout the whole season listen 
he's been Mr. Consistent because he's been a fucking force. And that's just that's just one example. Obviously, he's been playing, you know, arguably the best among the defense right now. But the whole defense, I think, has just taken so much pride in being like, we don't care what anybody's going to say. We're just going to do our damn thing. And it, thank God they have been because they have been looking great. They've been flying around. And Bruno, I am just so God. I mean, Judon and Dietrich wise. Yes. Unbelievable. Judon is he's a game wrecker, which Patriots haven't had since like Chandler Jones. Um, but what I just find so incredible is the secondary. The rookie cornerbacks are ballers, both of them. Marcus Jones, Jack Jones are phenomenal. The Joneses. Bruno, if Kyle Duggar doesn't make the Pro Bowl this year, He's been so something good. is terribly wrong. He he is a specimen. The second round pick from Division Two. Lenore Ryan. And people... Oh, sorry. I, I, no, no, no. No, interrupt me. I was just going to... No, sorry. Keep, no, keep interrupt going. me. <laughs> God damn it, Kurt. I was just going to say, that was... He hasn't hit on all his picks. But no. that was one of those picks that people shit on because oh. it was an obscure college, reach, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Kurt, where are all of those people now? Anyone... Let's... We need to... Do you know what we need to do? We need to do some research and find those columns that came out yeah. about that pick because as you're about to get into even more, Kurt, they have been dead-ass wrong. Yeah, Bruno, they've been way wrong. Now, they were right about the two tight ends who immediately came after Kyle Duggar. <laughs> well. Dalton Keene and Devin Asiasi. Kurt, Kurt, I said, I said he doesn't hit on all of them. Okay, but, I said that. But, I mean, the Kyle Duggar pick was a literal yes. home run. And I want to talk about this, too, if I can pull it up in time. The Patriots, um, the last two drafts, are I think, have been really, really impressive. And this year, you know, the Patriots were, you know, all those all – those recaps that come out about like you know this is the worst draft literally the worst draft in the nfl well bruno all of a sudden all of these guys are playing and they're playing at a high level so i think matt grow and bill belichick they're getting ready to do a victory lap they have not yet they're stretching they're stretching at the starting line we'll see how the rest of the season goes but let's go through it quick cole strange he started every game you don't hear his name much that's a good thing as an offensive lineman. Yep. He's been really, really, really good. Second round pick, Tyquan Thornton. Bruno, holy shit, can this he guy fly? Fast. He's fast. Obviously, he broke his collarbone in the, in the uh, preseason game against the Panthers. But with that being said, he made his return last week. And this week, he was way more fully incorporated into the offense. Part of that, I think, is because Kendrick Bourne literally ha had played four plays, got a turf toe injury, and then got hurt. Um, so Taekwon Thornton was kind of thrusted into the lineup thrusted. and he, he was an animal. He had scored two touchdowns yesterday. He can fly. And what was so impressive to me too, is like, you know, he's a speedster. He's a vertical receiver, blah, 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 blah. His touchdown in the red zone, Bruno. I don't know if you saw it. Um, go back and watch it. Yeah. So he starts on the left. He gets pressed line of scrimmage. Now the man weighs like 180 pounds. He's a stick. He's a rail. He beats this corner so cleanly off the line of scrimmage. I'm like, holy shit. This, that's like a veteran receiver yeah. with, with his footwork. Yeah. So a lot to like about that pick. Uh, third round pick, Marcus Jones. Electric returner of the football. Got a ton of snaps defensively at corner again this week. Really good. Fourth round pick, Jack Jones. He's, he, he's a dog. He's a dog. He's got he, the dog. He sure does. Another fourth round pick, Pierre Strong. Played in the game yesterday. St running back up there. <laughs> fourth round pick, <laughs> Bailey's happy. <laughs> Play to the game. <laughs> All of New England is sick with zappy fever. Okay, then after that, six-round pick, Kevin Harris, also up for the game. And then uh, Sam Roberts made the team. Played a lot. 
Once Christian Barmore got hurt, who went in? Sam Roberts. Sam Roberts. Okay, then that's all you need to know. Yeah, that's all you need to know, yeah. Two linemen at the end of the 6th and 7th round who are injured at the moment. But, like, Bruno. Bruno. And then, obviously, last year you talk about it. You have Mac Jones, Christian Barmore, Ramondre Stevenson, and Josh Bledsoe, who has played quite a bit this year. That's You hit on some guys. And Stevenson in the 4th round? Bro. Dude, Stevenson and Jack Jones and Bailey Zappi. Fourth round. Fourth round picks. Bill Belichick should never draft in the first or second round. Fuck but it. the fourth, he should just ask for all the fourth round picks. Yep. Oh, um, we didn't have any in 2020. That's why we were so bad. That's why we that's sucked. Why we were so bad. I get it. I get it. No, <laughs> but I just, I, I'm very impressed with the Patriots draft this right. year. And the, and the rookies are getting a lot of playing time, which are really all you can ask for. Yeah. Um. So the defense is balling. Offense is balling. A little more specific to yesterday, Bruno. Um. Just a. Ramondre, he's an animal. He's so good. He's an animal, dude. And what I have loved so much is the fact that he currently leads the Patriots in rushing yards. Like, I've been kind of calling for this for a while. I'm like, I want more Ramondre. Bruno, I think we're about to see a lot more Ramondre Stevenson. Because he currently, let's see, he leads the team in rushing yards. He has 448 rushing yards at the moment. Uh, On pace for over 1,000. If he, I mean, he's got a lot of the workload the last two weeks with Damian Harris sideline, but he's on pace for over a thousand yards. He's averaging five point one yards per carry. Okay, like give the ball to him twice, Bruno. We got a first down. Yeah, um, that's that's some math that even I can do. Yeah. Okay. So I'm just I'm thoroughly impressed with the Ramondre. Um, I still think you know. So what does he have? So 448 yards, five point one average. Right behind him, Harris, 257 yards on 30 less attempts, but 4.5 yards. Like they're Bruno, I Dynamic. sign me up. They both have scored three touchdowns. The Patriots' running game is going to take them places this year, um, and if they can keep incorporating that that play action game, it's just going to be it's going to be really really good for them going forward. Yes, sir. Um, now we're going to talk about um, the the stretch that they have coming up here um, because we talked about it quite a bit. But Stretch it out. so it starts this week. They got Monday Night Football with the Bears. The Bears. Bruno, if they lose this game, oh, so bad. I mean, they they can't. They can't lose this game. Right. So you figure now that they're three and three, time to get back on track, get 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 above five hundred, move to four and three, and then it's at the Jets. That's not an easy game. Okay, it's a division game. Jets are yeah. playing well. True. They have a good defense at MetLife, whatever. I still maybe I'm cocky, maybe I'm naive. The Patriots, I believe, should win that football game. They, we absolutely should, Kurt. So Bears at the Jets, home versus the Colts, who just look not Coltish. It. Coltish. Uh, home versus the Jets, you should go 4-0 in the next four weeks. If you play like you have this I, week, yeah. I mean, the last couple weeks, you take care of the football and you and you control the controllables. There were too many penalties this week. Clean that up. The Patriots should win the, should win the next four games. And all of a sudden, hey-oh, they're 7-3. and three. Yeah, and I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we said... After the Packers loss, we looked at the four you just talked about, plus the Lions and plus the Browns. And we said, you, I think I remember you asking me, out of those six games, what do we need to go? And we were saying 6-0, and oh, if not 5-1, and one, yep. to have any chance of doing anything this year. Yep. Well, we got two out of the way. Yep. And we could still go 5-1. and one. We, should, we should win the next four. But we could even, you know, again, theoretically, yep. it's hard to beat the Jets. You know, it's hard to beat division teams twice, twice in three weeks. You know, sure. it could be tough. So maybe there's one game against the Jets we'll lose, right? But at minimum... If we can go four, three and one in these next four, and then end up this stretch five and one, we did exactly what we had to do coming yep. out. You know, it would have been nice to go six no, but we'll take five and one. And then, like you said, we're on to the stretch that's hard. We got Vikings, Bills, Cardinals, Raiders, Bengals, 
that yep. those five games will kind of be a, though that gauntlet of their own. But like in those games, Vikings kind of hit or miss. That's prime time on Thanksgiving. Yeah, prime time Kirk Cousins. Bills will be tough no matter what. The Cardinals might have a different coach by then. They might yep. be out of the playoffs by then. The Raiders, who the fuck knows? We thought they were going to be good. Maybe not. And then the Bengals will probably be good. So like, there's some there's some games in there. And then you know if we can come out of that three two maybe. Yeah. Then we got two games against Dolphins Bills and Kurt. All of a sudden, we're first seed in the AFC Super Bowl confirmed. <laughs> if we get to ten wins again, <laughs> I think I think we make the playoffs. Wait, what? Are, what's our record right now? This is three and three. Ball. Three and three. So we we have four games upcoming. So if we get to seven, at least go four to, and then one. That means you have to win three of. You probably almost go through. I say you win the Vikings game. Wait, so what are we at that point? Like how many? So if we win the Vikings game, we're eight and three. If we go five and that'd be five and out oh, in the next five. I thought we had four upcoming. Yeah, but we, the Vikings are the fifth game. So you're saying we're going four and oh. You're saying we're not losing one to the Jets. You're saying yeah, we're going so four and oh. I'm gonna s I in my heart of hearts believe the Patriots should win those four games. So what are we going into Vikings game? We are seven and three going into the okay. Vikings game so on eight Thanksgiving. Okay. The Bills you're probably gonna lose. Eight and four. Cardinals At win. the Cardinals, you should beat the Cardinals. Nine and four. Nine and four. The Raiders, who the fuck? Ten knows? and four. I'm saying it. Ten and four. <laughs> Dude, but like, it's entirely possible. Like, they haven't, they haven't looked as good as you think. And maybe they get there. Like I said, they've lost. You know, all, all the games they've lost are by like one score. So they're they're in these games. It's going to be a, a, a battle. Ten and four. Okay. Ten and four, or what would it be? Nine and five. Ten and four. Well, there you go. Then they have their 10 wins. They're in the playoffs. And then Bengals will throw in a loss because they're good. So maybe it's not them. Bengals, it's else, Dolphins, Bills. I mean, like, it's there. You, If you if you take we go care, one and two in the, those Yeah, three, if you take care of wins. your business, if you take care of your business the next four games, you, you put yourself in a spot where we're talking about a playoff game, which after one and three and Matt Patricia's your play caller, didn't look that way. So take care of your business this next month. Eleven and six to end the season with Mac Jones out at least three games, assuming he's at the Bears this week, would be pretty nutty. I'm not going to lie to you. I would take eleven six with Mac Jones starting every game. Oh, dude, if we go eleven and six, I it, good. I'm going right. to do some wild shit. And let's just throw this out there, right? The first seed gets a bye, which could be the Chiefs or the Bills. Yep, we're seeing Bills. But look at the. Who is the picture? Oh, Bailey Zappi. Yeah, do a little. What, was, what were you saying earlier? Doing some uh, stirring the pot a little bit. Yeah, stirring the pot. Um, so the Bills are the Chiefs who get the bye. And if we can just not be the lowest wild card and we don't have to play whichever one of those two is the second seed, yep. if we can get the the top wild card, we could beat whichever the division winner is of the rest. Yep. I'm just throwing that out there. So, Bruno, let's just really quick. And, and it's, it's funny. We're going into week seven. We're talking about this. <laughs> also, it's week seven. Yeah. It's going don't say, quick. Don't say, no, no, stop that. Stop yeah. that. Stop that. So obviously right now in the AFC, Bills five and one, Kansas City four and two. Right. Titans are in first place in the AFC South, beatable. three and two. Whichever AFC North team you're about to get there, beatable. Ravens. Um, so they are three and three as well. So those are the top four. First wild card right now, Jets, Chargers, Colts round out the wild card teams. Bengals three and three, Dolphins three and three, Pats three and three, Broncos two and three, but we'll we'll find out here. So the Patriots currently sit at tenth. Like so, three places out of a wild card spot, but eight, nine, well, ten. We're like half a game. Yeah, yeah. we're right there. I we're mean, half, yeah. So, I mean, there is so much that needs yeah. to be but determined. Like, here's what I'm saying: if we can just be number six and not seven, I yep. like again. If we can play the third seed in the first round, whether that's the AFC South or the AFC North division winner, I think we could beat either of those. Yeah. Now I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm also saying the Super Bowl back up. I mean, it's, it's it's right there. It's there for the taking. Yep. So. We will see, Bruno. It, nonetheless, 
Boston has Bailey's has uh, Zappy fever. Bailey's Boston, Boston's Bailey. Don't worry, be Zappy. Okay. Oh, I love that. Yep. Don't worry, be Zappy. Um, oh, I should have been Bruno Bailey Briskin today. Fuck, you, next week. Next, next week. week. Okay. All right. Um, we will not be recording on Monday of next week. Your boy is going to Gillette for Monday mm-hmm. Night Football. So we will, we will record midweek next week. Um, that was fun. A lot of good Patriots talk. And it's exciting, again, that the Patriots are good. Because I got yes. a little worried. I was like, here I we know. go. I know. Um, but it's, it's, it's good stuff for the Pats. And uh, hopefully they, keep, they take care of business this next month. And we have a, we have a, we have a season. Yep. Uh, Patriots Nation, let's ride. Fuck you, Bruno. <laughs> take us, take so, us out of so here. So addicted to saying that. Uh, Kerr will be at the game. Pod will be out a little later next week. Pick six will be normal this week, I assume. Yep. Um, we'll have a nice little Sunday fun day of our picks. Uh, stay tuned to see Kurt's false news of the records on that. Again, not proven. Um, I have no idea what you're talking about. Don't check the stats. Don't look it up. Uh, certainly not me potentially being behind Kurt in the standings. But for now, um, love you all. Shout out. Uh, let's be. Don't. What'd you say? Don't worry. Be zappy. Don't worry. Be zappy. Don't worry. Be zappy. That's a and fucking Bruno lifestyle. should. And Bruno, you should be zappy because you're 15 and 21. Okay, you didn't need to. Say I'm that. 23 and 13. What am I, Cliff Kingsbury? Um, maybe. <laughs> Hot seat. <laughs> Hot seat. Um, but you know what, Kurt? We're gonna have a great time as we always do, and we will see all of you next time on playing the field. Bye, guys. <laughs>